This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, November the 29th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that's absolutely free of charge anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. Cruising on over to our friends at eWrestling News, Andrew Ravens is writing in, Dax Harwood reveals when FTR's AEW's contracts officially expire. Now, FTR has had some remarkable runs in the past year thanks to their success, not only in AEW, but Ring of Honor, AAA, and New Japan. Dax Harwood stated during a conversation with Son Ross Sapp of Fightful that the tag team's first thoughts of their AEW contracts they were supposed to be up last year, but now he believes the current contract is till the end of April of 2023. Now, though they're weighing their options and cash and Dax are still open to other opportunities, they are very excited to see the future. Now, one specific plan has them potentially taking some time off for wrestling and then maybe returning to a bigger company. Harwood claimed that the chance to work with more independent companies has let them realize how much they enjoy working on those shows. Now, you can keep up with more information about what's happening with FTR if you continue to follow eWrestling News and follow Dax and Cash and AEW on all forms of social media. Let's go ahead and cruise over to our friends over on Wrestling Inc. Coming in today, Triple H talks about Johnny Gargano's son's debut and when that may officially happen. Now, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae celebrated the birth of their first child earlier this year, a boy named Quill. With a newborn on the scene, both stars stayed away from wrestling for quite a bit. However, they have since both returned, Gargano made his re-entry first, appearing at the August 22nd edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, LeRae joined the fray just over a month later on September 26th edition of Monday Night Raw as well. Now, last night, LeRae and Gargano brought Quill to Monday Night Raw, which officially marked the first ever WWE event that they were able to snag a picture with their son and Triple H, giving him the much sought-after finger point. Now, Gargano shared the photo on Twitter, writing that he has to make it official last night. No doubt, it is to compete with Triple H and WWE. Marco Rivera's writing also in for Wrestling Inc. Possible spoiler on Robert Roode's return to WWE. Now, during a recent photo shoot featuring superstars showing off their support of their countries in the FIFA World Cup, Roode was shown wearing a Team Canada jersey, which happens to be his home country. Now, not only was Roode shown in the photo, but behind him was the blue jersey of a SmackDown, which was also shown for every other talent shown representing their country's jersey. Roode had been a member of the Raw brand for quite some time until he had a recent injury. Now, for example, Asuka, who is currently on the Raw brand, was shown supporting a Japan jersey with the red colors of Raw were shown in the background. Also 
shown in the collage were Rey Mysterio, Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, and many others. Also shown embracing their country's colors, respectively, for the brands were other WWE superstars. Now, the photo may seem to suggest that Rude is going to SmackDown when he does return, but his impending date could still be determined. Now, the change in regime from Vince McMahon to Triple H could also have something to do with Rude coming back. He wasn't winning a match at all since last January. Rude was a main event star holding the NXT Championship while Triple H was in charge of the developmental brand. Continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Charlotte Flair is making news at this hour. Charlotte Flair throws out a major WWE return tease. Danny Wolstenholm is writing in at this hour. It may be too soon to blow the whistle on when the Queen Charlotte Flair is going to be coming back again. But if Flair's Instagram account is any indication, the former WWE Raw and SmackDown Division's champion is gearing up for her impending return to the company. In the last 24 hours, Flair has shared a series of posts on her Instagram stories, specifically showing her trademark entrance to the ring with three of the posts displaying her wearing her SmackDown Women's Championship around her waist. Now, the last post is in the succession of WWE-related posts on her Instagram story and an image of Flair wearing the wrestling boots while sitting down, which she's appearing to be getting ready to go back into the ring. Many fans haven't seen her for quite some time. Flair last appeared on WWE programming at the WrestleMania Backlash Premium Live event, which happened back on May the 8th, where she lost the SmackDown Women's Championship to Ronda Rousey in a brutal I Quit match. Now, after that match in Providence, Rhode Island, WWE wrote Flair off of television by claiming she had suffered a fractured radius. Now, in reality, Flair was scheduled to take some time off away from WWE to get married to her now husband, Andrade, who is in AEW down in Mexico. Now, the pair tied the knot at the end of May. Following her wedding, it seemed to be that Flair was poised to return back to television. The PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina advertised the Queen to be on the SmackDown tapings in August, but she didn't appear. The advertisement came down prior to Vince McMahon's retirement from WWE, which could suggest that plans changed once Triple H, also known as Paul Levesque, assumed controls. Either way, many fans are speculating on when she may return. Right now, it looks like, according to her Instagram account, it may be momentarily before she arrives again. Chris Jericho is making news at this hour. Chris Jericho's son gives a big update on his potential pro wrestling ambitions. Now, Eric Mutter's writing in, Charlotte Flair, El Hio, Del Santo, Randy Orton, Juventud Guerrero, Cody and Dustin Rhodes, Dominic Mysterio. All of these are examples of professional wrestlers who followed in their famous father's footsteps into the business. And that's just a few of the examples. As wrestling has so many second and third generation wrestlers, all trying to vie for who is the most famous family. Now, one person that is unlikely to become a second-generation wrestler, however, is Ash Irvin, the son of AEW star and current Ring of Honor world champion Chris Jericho. Now, at least that's what he said in a recent interview. Now, when the later posed the question about whether he not, would not consider going into wrestling, this is what it was. It's something I've always liked to think about, Irving said. But deep down, I know it's just not for me. My grandpa played hockey. My dad does wrestling. And I'm not going to do either one of them. I'm just going to do my own thing. Now, the 19-year-old has not confirmed what he is officially going to do, but he does support his father, but he also has a huge interest in fishing. He was frequently appearing on his father's podcast, Talk is Jericho, and Ash, the fishing expert, had a segment there as well. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be forthcoming. Road Dog is making news at this hour. Road Dog points out that there's a 
WWE star who is still getting over with the audience despite piling up the losses. Marco Rivera is writing in, Austin Theory has a roller coaster ride in WWE since he arrived, with some of his highlights and some of his lowlights coming in his career recently in the last 19 days. Now, the former Money in the Bank briefcase holder did something unthinkable at the start of November, becoming the first person to cash in for a non-major championship and even losing. The sequence of events that was viewed by many as the death of his career. But at that same time, it was hard to envision how a 25-year-old would be able to survive such a defeat. But according to WWE Senior Vice President of Live Events, Road Dog Brian James, defeats can sometimes actually get people over. He would go on to say, and I quote, If you think about Austin Theory working on TV a bunch of times, having great matches he had, but he didn't win them. I don't think winning is always all about that, James said during the latest edition of the Oh You Didn't Know podcast. This is where I'm going to anger many people. Is Austin Theory putting on some of the great matches? Yeah, he is. He's just a great kid. He's having bangers. But you know what? You don't always get over by winning all of your matches. If wrestling is so good and so profitable and so marketable, then why doesn't he have the ability to wrestle great and get over every single time? Now, I would argue that he is, in fact, getting over. Now, the kid is a stud athlete. He's good looking and he can sure go in and have some matches. But losing those matches is not going to hurt him either. So, as Seth Rollins has also learned, he can get over from anybody. Now, some people may get mad at me for saying these things, but his character is really getting established, and he is actually getting out there and putting on great wrestling matches. For more information on everything that's happening with Austin Theory and how Road Dog believes that he's still getting over despite losing, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information is forthcoming. The very vocal... Booker T is chiming in. He's stating that if AEW does clone down in a few years, Booker T thinks that this could be the ultimate reason as to why the company didn't work. When WWE Hall of Famer Booker T is not shy to share his feelings on his unfiltered podcast, the Hall of Fame podcast. Now, during a recent episode, he talked about in length about the circumstances surrounding AEW all-out backstage altercation between CM Punk and the Young Bucks. Now, the Elite most recently mocked CM Punk on this week's episode of Dynamite with Kenny Omega biting his opponent and the buckshot lariat that CM Punk tried to hit. Uh, Matt also went ahead and stumbled on that one as well. Now, he thinks that they're playing too many games and that's ultimately going to lead to their downfall. He would go on to say, When you're performing on a show, Yes, it's a script, Booker T said. Then you go out there and you just do other stuff. And it's not really what's supposed to happen. It's not good. The company could close down in a couple of years, and these guys are going to be wondering what the hell happened. And it's because they're out there and they're playing games. They're not understanding what this stuff is all about. Booker T said this emphatically. Now, after weeks of vignettes teasing the return of the Elite and their in-ring return that happened at full gear to a positive reaction. However, when they returned to Chicago for Dynamite, the crowd reaction was mixed as Omega and the Bucks were trolled in the audience by CM Punk fans. Booker T reiterated that pro wrestling is not a game and guys should think about what they're doing and how they're going to present themselves. If you'd like to read more about what Booker T had to say about AEW and the potential losses that they are taking right now, which could eventually lead to their demise, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information on all of this is forthcoming. 
Stokely Hathaway is making news of this hour. Stokely is saying that the firm was supposed to work with CM Punk following All Out. Unfortunately, those plans have changed. Andrew Ravens is writing in, CM Punk and Ace Steel got into an altercation with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That happened in the All Out arena after the event had ended in Chicago. Speaking to Renee Paquette on the Sessions podcast, Stokely Hathaway confirmed that there were plans in place for the firm to feud with Punk coming out of All Out. Stokely had this to say, It's once in a lifetime you get to do something like this. It was supposed to happen, but the firm didn't happen because of everything that happened at All Out. What happened immediately after the pay-per-view was a huge part of it. We were supposed to go directly into a feud, but he's no longer in the company. This is the one thing I was looking forward to because I had a hand in all of it. This is one thing that really made me happy for, and I was chosen for this role. I'm just going to say, I don't know the specifics if people are going to choose which sides they want to believe or not, but the fact is CM Punk said, hey, I want to work with this guy. Now that holds a lot of weight to somebody like me. Regardless of what really happened, this was supposed to happen. Then when something like that doesn't happen, it was literally rewriting everything on the fly. Everyone was in groups trying to do their best, trying to figure out how everything was going to work because he was stripped of a championship and he was out from injury. I understand. I get it. My first impressions were, this is going to be really cool. Then, it's going to be kind of difficult. But then, people's minds changed. Most people don't want to see Picasso's work, and they don't want to see his paintings. But you know what? I could get it done. That's the phrase I've always believed in. But I'm working on it. I'm trying to see if I can continue to work to get better and to make sure we have a good finished product. If you'd like to find out more about what Stokely Hathaway had to say about the fallout of the plans that the firm was supposed to have with CM Punk, continue following Andrew Ravens, and this article is over on eWrestling News. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. Dan Housen is a victim of a hit-and-run car accident. Now, AEW star Dan Housen was informed fans recently that he was a victim of a hit-and-run car accident. Dan Housen made his AEW debut in January of this year at Beach Break. Now, on Twitter, the very, very evil wrestler informed everyone of his misfortunes. He would write the following. Today, Dan Housen's car was hit and run into, apparently at the airport. They don't know how to park. Second, the flight was delayed for three hours. Then, I had to buy and eventually get a brand new flight and then get all my bags transferred to a new airport. Man, hopefully all of this eventually will work out. Now, Dan Housen's most recent AEW match was on the Full Gear Zero Hour pre-show where he came up short in the tag team match against his opponents. For more information on everything that is Dan Housen, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on him will be coming forward. Now, we also have some new breaking news on Ricky Starks. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour. Ricky Starks is complimenting the bloodline in WWE, and he says he's a big fan. Now, AEW star Ricky Starks is a huge fan of WWE's Solo Sikoa. The former FTW champion has stated. After joining WWE last year, he made his main roster debut at WWE Clash of the Castle, aligning himself with Roman Reigns in his title defense against Drew McIntyre. On Twitter, Stark said that he was a big fan of Sokoa, the former NXT North American champion, adding that he's also a huge beast. With more information on Ricky Starks and the Bloodline, continue following eWrestling News and we will have more. 
Brian Pillman Jr. claims that other generational talent just really can't compare to him. Now, we know that wrestling is very much a family business. The Blanchards are in it, the Rhodes are in it, the Flares are in it, just to name a few. But Pillman Jr. obviously had a very popular and famous father, but he thinks not many other wrestlers who are second generation can match to the talent that he possesses. Brian Pillman Jr. believes that the other multi-generational talent can't hold a candle to him in the ring. Now, Pillman is the son of the late Brian Pillman, who died in October of 1997, on the same day as WWE's In Your House Bad Blood pay-per-view event. Speaking to Wrestling Inc., Pillman spoke about being the offspring of wrestlers and those who decided to step into the ring. He would go on to say the following, I don't think any of them can hold a candle to what I've been doing and the work that I've put in. You know what? But I give them credit. They're all trying to work their way up. I think there's a little bit of misconception to all these guys that just because their family was talented, that they're talented as well. People might overlook Brian Pillman Jr. and the work that I've put in and how far I've come. But you know what? I've been grinding it out in the indies. And I've been through the pandemic and earned a spot in a major company like AEW. There's not many problems I have. It's just these guys need to know who has been paving the way for some of them. Because I don't have my dad holding my hand right now. Pillman's most recent match was for AEW, saw him and Griff Garrison face off against Cole Carter and QT Marshall last month in a losing effort. If you'd like to find out more about Brian Pillman Jr., continue following eWrestling News, and we will have more information. Continuing on with our news, Colt Cabana is making news today. Colt's talking about why he decided to stay so quiet during the CM Punk scandal that happened after All Out. Now, Colt Cabana recently took to his Art of Wrestling podcast to discuss several professional wrestling topics. During the podcast, Cabana discussed staying quiet about his current relationship with CM Punk, having taken shots at him at Twitter, and not discussing the matter with fans as well. Now, here are some specifics from that episode. Staying quiet on his relationship with CM Punk, he would say, and I quote, Many of you may not have noted my silence publicly, but that's going to be fine with me. It's because I'm trying to work on myself, and I'm doing it privately. I'm not going to say I'm amazing or I'm cured. I'm probably going to take a long time to feel that way mentally and emotionally. Maybe I'll never get fully healed, or maybe I'll never understand what's going on with my head and my heart and my feelings and everything that I have gone through. But just like the great Cody Rhodes once told me, do the work. And I'm doing the work, and I'm not here to bash anyone. I'm not here to take shots at anyone. And I've learned that there's no right or wrong, and I can't control what I can't control. I'm not trying to understand why others do what they do. I can only control my own feelings, and my own feelings are what I'm trying to do, and I'm trying right now to be a better person. Now, as far as people taking shots at him on social media, Cole Cabana would also say the following, My Twitter has been a wild show. It's crazy. Some people feel that their tweets towards me are acceptable and how I handle my life. Now, listen, you're allowed to say what you want, but I also really believe about not getting too involved with people when it comes to social media. Also realizing that whatever someone is tweeting, you know what, they're not a real human being. And I guess maybe that's some work that they have to do as well. Now, if there's more information on Colt Cabana and you'd like to read this about how he does not like discussing matters with fans on social media, read this article that is trending right now over on E Wrestling News. 
Remember, if you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, from your favorite promotions to interviews to injuries and contract situations. We're here to make sure that you stay on top of everything happening in the world of wrestling. Let's go ahead and let's get right back to it. David Esposito is writing in, Andre El Idolo underwent surgery for a torn pec muscle, and that's a big reason why he's been held out of action. Now, AEW wrestler Andrade hasn't been seen on television for quite some time, thanks to a torn pec muscle. Andrade was also forced to pull out of the Lucha show, which was supposed to be happening on November the 20th. Now, he took to Instagram and provided an update on his recovery from his torn pec, noting that he underwent the surgery already and he is recovering and he's doing well. For more information on Andrade and when we could potentially see him back in the world of AEW, continue following eWrestling News and we'll have more. Tony Schiavone is making news at this hour. The widely successful broadcaster and podcaster is talking about why he doesn't like DQ finishes in wrestling matches. Joshua Jones is writing, AEW commentator Tony Schiavone recently called the NWA World Heavyweight Championship match involving Ric Flair and Michael Hayes during an episode of his ad-free shows of What Happened When. Now, fans who tuned into the broadcast to watch the match didn't see the ending as the show abruptly cut to black. Shivani explained why he thought cutting the show off was actually a bad move and how DQ finishes ultimately ruined the fans' enjoyment of the match. Now, on the show going right to black and no finish having it, he would go on to follow and saying, Yeah, it was the wrong thing to do. Like at the time, I was being a part of it, and I was just excited, telling fans we have to go and we're out of time. I used to use the phrase, the tape machines are rolling. Well, sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't, and I just tell people, we'll catch you next week. We didn't necessarily ever do those types of things, but you know, fans are invested in these matches, and when these matches move along and then all of a sudden it's gone, fans are left thinking, what the hell's going on? We didn't get to see a good ending. Now, specifically speaking on DQ matches on television, this is what Shivani said. There's storytelling right now, and you have to have a finish to that story. You have to move along with it. You have to advance from the beginning to the end. I never liked finishing with DQs. Those DQs are not fair to the fans. You don't want to screw the fans over. If you screw the fan, only so many times will they be willing to take it. Now, he also talked about how many times you can get away with doing DQ matches. He said this, 38, I knew you were going to ask me some dumb question, so I decided just to throw out a number. You know what? Sometimes a group of fans are going to feel like they've been screwed over a lot of times. A group of fans are always going to be saying, well, this screwed this over and that screwed that over. You know what? People are just going to be upset at promotions and things for a lot of different reasons. But at the end of the day, he says he doesn't like it because it's not really finishing the story of the two wrestlers. With more information on Tony Schiavone and his thoughts, continue to read this article right now by Joshua Jones. That's over on E-Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's talk about William Regal. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Many people have been speculating on how long his contract is with AEW. Most importantly, because of the storyline that happened at Full Gear with him screwing the Blackpool Combat Club out of the world title by slipping brass knucks 
to MJF. Then, subsequently on the following episode of Dynamite, John Moxley told William Regal to run away and never come back again. That led many fans to speculate that his time with AEW may be up. It would have been a reason for him to be written off of television. Now we have more information. Right now, it was originally reported that he had signed a one-year contract with AEW, potentially with hopes of returning back to WWE now that Vince McMahon is gone. Now, during the last week's episode, Regal addressed the fallout from Full Gear, only to be confronted by John Moxley, who, once again, told him never to come back again. Now, once again, this led to some speculation that things were going to be over for him. But Dave Meltzer jumped in and he stated that he does believe that he is going to be with the company for three years. That is what the contract was, according to the information that he's gotten from people. With more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News. Follow more information on everything that's happening contractually with the stars of AEW. That's going to do it for today's headlines for today, Tuesday, November the 29th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or so many more. We're a daily podcast that's here free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.